hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season three, episode number 10, and I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see, alongside me, I'm going to point to the correct side for the first time in a very long time. I've got half, well, co-host of an award-winning, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, award-winning <laughs> podcast, MLS UK show. It's Elliot Holman. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening. Thank you very much for having me. No, it's not a problem. I've just realised uh, my microphone isn't working, so that's a good start. Oh, <laughs> got to love lemon technical problems. So bear with me. I will change that. And there we go. You should be able to hear me now. So I do apologise. It is still the DC Light Kingdom podcast, and I am still here, James Graham. Um, I mean, you've, you've already heard him say hello, but I will reintroduce him. It is Elliot Holman of the award-winning UK podcast, MLS UK Show. Um, so we're going to talk DC versus Orlando. Uh, but before we actually get into the game, I've got a few things I want to talk to you about. Um, and the, the big thing that I saw earlier on this week was Orlando City and Orlando Pride again sold. Yeah. What, what can you tell me about that? Um, I think... It maybe sounds a lot scarier than it is because I think we've seen some some bad experiences um, going on in the league currently with, with Columbus. Um, obviously, Montreal have recently rebranded, um, much to the dislike of, of of fans. So I think immediately when you when you think about a new owner coming in, there's there's immediate panic. But um, by the sounds of it, um, it, it it will be quite a, a controlled take over um it's the the wilf family who currently have a small stake in nashville um okay. presumably um they will they will hand that back um as they take take over a majority share of orlando um but i think orlando city are probably in the in the best place they've been especially in the certainly in the mls journey so far so um it would be a strange decision to to suddenly make any any huge changes um so hopefully um, that will be for the best. We can come back to this, can't we, in uh, a few months or a year or three years and um, see how wrong I am. But um, yeah. I'd like to think that it's not in a position where where it needs it needs changing. Um, certainly, certainly the best we've best we've had it in a while. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I will play this clip in a few months' time when you've had your rebrand, and it will be absolutely horrendous. Like, oh, I mean, the Columbus Crew one. Well, sorry, Columbus SC now. Yeah. What 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 was your take on that just briefly? I I think from from a UK perspective we find it really hard to understand um the the beauty of football in in the UK and and in Europe is the history. Um you know when I go to Barcelona for example and I get a tour of the stadium and I go into the museum it's that same badge but sewn onto a shirt that was laced up from 120 years ago. You know, it's not, the badge hasn't changed 900 times, it, uh, you know, over the course of a century. So for Columbus to now be on their third badge, um, mm. you know, dropping the crew, it's, uh, it, that doesn't sit well with me. And I know it doesn't sit well with their fans either, but I, I just don't understand the need, the need for it. There's, there's absolutely no, need for it whatsoever um and it's actually one of the few things that 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 pre-court got right back in the day um before moving to austin so yeah fully support columbus and there uh, and how disgruntled the the fans are feeling the crew are feeling yes. um and let's let's hope that this stops in mls because you know we need to start we need things to settle down and we need to to move forward we can't just keep changing things every every 20 minutes um you know montreal have got a new uh, a new identity as well yeah um chicago's didn't go well that's having to be redone just consult your fan yeah. base if you want to make a massive change consult your fan base it's just it's it's 101 like come on yeah i mean to be fair we are, as a club have gone through a couple of different badges but it's instead of being a completely new badge it has evolved so we still got that eagle yeah. and it's kind of become a bit more modernized and i'm okay with that yeah it's it's the fact that when you've got a completely different shape and you've gone different font and everything and with montreal they've gone with a completely different name 
it just, it, it grinds my gears as well. But there's one silver lining to the Columbus one. They've kept SC. So they've kept a soccer club. So they've kept it American. Yeah, true. That's, that's true. That's, that's one saving. When everyone else has gone FC, they've kept it SC. So yeah, I kind of, I'm with you on the, on the badge. It, I don't mind sort of a, an evolving badge. Mm. Um, I understand with the way that, you know, graphics are done these days. Sometimes it's nice to have a nice little cutout um, badge. Um, I, you know, I completely get that. Um, my UK team Norwich on their third kit this year, have got just the Canary, no badge. And okay. I actually really, I actually really quite like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's fine, but it's just the complete rebrand and there's no need for a new identity every 10 years. It, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. So let's hope we're not discussing an Orlando or a DC one anytime soon. <laughs> No, absolutely. I mean, I've seen a couple of people um, just on the chat, just here, just saying message to the front officers, never change the name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not much you can say on that one, but let's go back to Orlando. Um, and your, well, it's not really your player anymore, but your top, top um, striker, Daryl DK. Um, mm. Just talk to me about his rise. So where he's, he was a super draft player, wasn't he? Correct me yes, if I'm wrong yeah. on that one. Yeah. How has it been to see someone come from the super draft to playing in the EFL and potentially getting a signing and then even becoming a Premier League player? DK is a really, really strange one because I think of all, uh, we saw uh, Ariola, of course, um, and Jordan Morris go from Swansea um, to the championship as well. Sorry, from... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the other way around. Seattle <laughs> and fine. DC to Swansea. Um, and uh, I think when those three went, it was a really nice, uh, really nice move. We thought, this is great because we've, this is what we've advocated for. This is what MLS UK is, is all about. We're, we're trying to prove that, you know, the standard of MLS is, is good enough for players to come and compete in Europe and certainly in the championship where we've said for years there there's definitely more of a parallel than, than anyone will, will believe. Um, so with DK, it's a really strange one. He was, a, he was a super draft pick for Orlando city, a very good super draft pick at a time when they needed uh, a striker and he offered something different, big target man. I mean, the guy is just an immense unit, yeah. an absolute unit. Um, and the rise has been meteoric. I mean, he literally played for the States the day before the Barnsley thing came about yep. and um, just feel really, really proud that he not only got the move, but then just absolutely smashed it when he when he went to Barnsley as well. And, and he's helped them get to the playoffs. There's no way they, they make it without his goals. He's been... Yeah immense um so there's a real conflicting feeling where you want them to go and do well but it's sort of like of course it was an orlando player that we have to lose that that goes and does it you know that that sort of is the trailblazer um so yeah it's just it's a strange one i think i could deal with it because i feel that immense pride of, of him going there and, and doing well and i think i could deal with it if the deal was done. We got the money and we could go and replace him. But yeah. we're currently in this sort of situation where the loan's been extended because they've made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so the front office have traded for an international slot that's waiting to be filled. Um, but we need that money to come through. So yeah. it's it's a strange one. Um, real conflicting feelings, especially as uh, my team Norwich played Barnsley on the final game of the season and DK stood there watching them lift the trophy and I was like this is so weird um, but yeah seriously you know what a player and um, I feel for the likes of Chris Mueller who's maybe you know been in and around the team um, made his 100th appearance last week um, and is definitely capable of playing on a, on a level with DK has already been in the uh, US men's national team setup. so um you know, there's there's plenty more just in Orlando alone, let alone league-wide, as we know. Yeah, and that was kind of partly answered my next question, which is what is the academy structure like in Orlando? Because you've had a few good young players coming through the ranks at the moment. So is it something that is built into the club's philosophy to bring these youth players through? Certainly, I, I think um, not initially. Uh, the first few years in MLS, as mm. we all know, were we're a tragedy, only Cincinnati making us look good um, in that aspect. Um, 
but uh, it's something that's very close to uh, Oscar Perea's heart. I know um, he had a very, very strong youth setup at Dallas before he moved to Orlando. Um, and it's something that I think certain staff members um, have been put in place um, to, to help and, and encourage uh, something that they've invested in a lot. There's, the contrast to the UK, of course, is that to have a, an academy for Orlando, there has to be more than one. You have to cover the whole of Florida, you know, to, to bring these players through. So um, they've now got multiple sites, um, you know, training training kids. And uh, obviously now the, the the training setup in Orlando is, is a lot better as well. So the, the Orlando B team have got better facilities. Um, so I'd really like to start seeing those players come through now. Um, there's a few on the there's a few on the roster that are officially you know with the first team, but um, they've not particularly been involved yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's certainly something that when you get those when maybe not this season because we're not playing many West Western Conference games, um, but when you're heading out to Portland on a Wednesday night and then you've got another game on Saturday, it, it, you're going to need those depth players. So um, yes. certainly very important to get to get that youth, youth coming through. What is depth? I'm, I'm struggling with that concept right now with, um, how... what is it with DC? And yeah. you, you're bored of me I, saying this on the oh, podcast. No, every podcast. single week. It's just like, they need more depth, but to be but fair, so we, have, we have the depth. We've got 29 players on our yeah. roster. It's just at one point we had 14 out injured. Yeah. Which is, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite so bad in my life with the amount of injuries that we've had, but we've now we're down into single digits. Paul Ariola came back last night. Uh, Kevin Paredes was on, on the bench and it's starting to look like the beginnings of a normal team again, which is lovely. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you've said it, what pretty much ever since you've started doing the podcast, our roster has been very thin. It's so small compared to everybody else's. Um, yeah. I, 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 we never publish, publish it or publicize it, but um, I keep data on all, all the teams and, um, you know, just try and try and keep it so that I'm aware of every team rather than just focusing on Orlando. And, you know, whenever it comes to DC, it's, it, you sort of think, well, I can literally choose their starting, yeah. especially I think last season when, or the season before when, when I last appeared on your podcast, I, I named mm. just starting 11 ahead of the Orlando yeah. team because it was so, it's so obvious because there were other options, but they were academy or, you know, they were playing for affiliate teams or, you know, yeah. it, it, your best 11 is, was so, so clear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's good. Like you say, it's good to see that there's, there's finally more players on that DC roster and there is that depth coming through. And it's the first yeah. time that uh, legitimately it's the first time I've seen DC with some depth and that'll yeah. be massive. It will, it will be massive come later in the season, maybe next season when, like I say, when those trips to the Western conference are, are happening a lot more frequently. Yeah. No, it's honestly the, the game that we had this morning, um, because that happened UK time, one out, 108 to be exact. I'm still <laughs> struggling on three and a half hours of sleep. So <laughs> if I'm making mistakes like I did at the start where I forgot to turn on the microphone, yes, that's, um, that will happen. But yeah. the fact that we had, in terms of our normal first 11 players, we had Flores, Gressel, Moreno, and Brion as our so we had four normal starting 11 players. So we pretty much had our second string out and we still managed to get a credible result against granted Chicago have had their worst start in MLS history, but we still had to go out there and do a job. And it was great to see that the likes of Skundrich who came, who was signed the day before and made his first, made his debut Nyman who's doing wonders and Perez who had for me, he was our man of the match. Um, it's just really, really good to see. Um, but back to DK and the loss, you signed someone to kind of replace them. Bit of a superstar. Peyto. Yeah. Um, yeah. What on, happened? I think, I think it was on the first episode of our um, MLS UK podcast this year. We talked about him and I said, if we get 12 games out of him, great. <laughs> Um, because we all know, he, you know, he's susceptible to injury. He is injury prone. Right. Um, the crucial thing about this signing, though, is that he's not a DP that we've pinned all our hopes on. Um, yeah. He's not even a, a, a TAM player, uh, as we say, where they've they've bought him down 
um, and, and paid big bucks. He's literally on a normal um, MLS contract. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so I, that, that's that's why it's not an issue for me. You know, if he if he doesn't play again for the rest of the season, that's a massive loss. Hmm. But also, you know, we we took a risk and and it didn't pay off. It looks like he's going to be back in a couple of weeks after an operation, which which is great. Um, yeah. And that that's that's my point, you know, because he, because we've not gone all out on a um, on a DP slot or you know wasted loads of uh, allocation money on him. I, I think I think it's okay. We they kind of know that he's maybe not one of those players that's going to play week in week out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, still, still looking to fill that DK role because yeah. Paito is not going to be not going to be that, you know, week in week out, big target yeah. man striker. Yeah, so I think I probably know the answer to this. But any regrets in signing Paito as it stands right now? No, I don't think so. I, I think maybe once we've seen him with a couple of games under his belt, we can see the level that that he's at. Mm. Um, certainly, seems extremely committed to the club. It's not always the case, as we know, when superstars come to, to MLS. Yeah. Um, certainly, um, you know, his heart's, his heart's fully in it. And you know, I look forward to seeing what he's got to offer. And if he plays half of the games, then that for me is a great sign for, you know, on a regular MLS contract. Yeah. I Honestly, I would have sworn he was on a DP contract because just the name he brings to the league yeah. and his reputation. Yeah, I would have sworn he was on a DP. So the fact He's on a standard senior contract. That's that's insane. Fair play. Yeah. That's that's a hell. Yeah. That's good negotiation skills right there. But I think he's maybe got a lot to prove as well. You know, yeah. I think he need he has this reputation, and he maybe wanted to come and come and put that right. Um, you know, and yeah. in terms of in a comparison to somebody like Nanny, who's you know not getting any younger, but it seems yeah. to be getting better and better and better. Um, you know, that's where you want your DP money. Yeah. He's, uh, Nandy has been fantastic so far this season. And I mean, was it two goals that have been quite similar? Just dinking back and forth, back and forth, and then just yeah. curling it into the top corner. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to facing them this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Um, so your season so far, obviously you've played one game less than we have, but so yeah. you've played four, you've won one, drawn three so far and beaten. Um, what have you made of it so far? Because as you said earlier on, typically Orlando are not known for being the greatest of sides in MLS, but last year they had a good year. So what has it been like for you this year? Yeah, a big expectation this year because of, because of last season. Um, the key for me was that they... Uh, asides from Pato, they they went out and they just purchased the loan signings that they had last year. They mm. all impressed. Um, they were solid, made those permanent deals, which which is a bit boring, but also great. You know, it's great business. Um, so it was just for me, it was about building on uh, last year. Um, I am quietly optimistic just because I haven't seen, I haven't seen us play a full strength 11 yet. Uh, still missing Jansen at the back, who is an absolute warrior. The man, <laughs> man is a machine, uh, and and any he would he would start for for any MLS side, and he's yeah. you know he really is uh, a big loss. So hopefully he'll be fit. Not hopefully for you, but uh, hopefully he'll be fit this weekend, um, and just to get some minutes under his belt. And and he just enables the the wing backs to be a lot more uh, to push forward a lot more and. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't need to sort of be looking to cover and, and be a bit more defensive uh, when he's on the field. Um, and yeah, like I say, Mueller hasn't really hit the ground running yet. Um, okay. So I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, we know he has the ability. So it's just a, a case of um, when, when, not if. Um, and then, like I say, if, if they can get something sorted with DK one way or the other, that will enable us to to have a, a a bit more potency up top. So, yeah, it's it's certainly um, yeah, it's great that we've not lost yet. But yeah. there was a couple of those games that maybe New York City. I, I feel like we dominated the game quite a bit and just gave away a penalty. So, um, yeah. you, you know, I, I think there's there's definitely been some really really encouraging signs. It's just about now pushing on and, and converting those to wins, but there's not many teams that haven't lost yet. So I kind of can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for us, it's just been a bit of a, 
bit of an opposite. It's been a bit of a tough start, obviously, with the injury crisis, but we've been very unlucky. The fact that we've scored three on goals so far this season, Dean's goal scorer right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that doesn't help. You don't, you can't plan for that. So, I mean, you look at the Columbus game where we scored two on goals. Yeah. Columbus, uh, yeah, that, that, um, was my uh, other car host was saying the Barbasol bees. Um, <laughs> the uh, Brion and Alfaro on goals. Jesse Sardes was just in there making a mockery of us. Um, we played well. We were good enough to get a point out in that game. And it was the same against the Revs. We played San Jose, which is just on the road, is always going to be a difficult one. Um, but we beat New York City. So we got that. And we beat Chicago last night. So unbeaten at home. And that's something I'm taking quite a lot of pride in right now. Um, but for you, what's been the biggest pride of the season so far? The biggest what, sorry? Pride. So what's been the highlight for you? Oh, um, it's a great question. I think, um, I think the way that, uh, like I say, the way that they went about the, the transfers in uh, mm. converting those loan signings was was really important. Um, the likes of Antonio Carlos at the back, really, really impressive last year. So to see him lining up officially as a lion, I think was was really big. Um, but you know what? Honestly, I think my my proudest moment is has got to be DK. Um, yeah. I, I know it's not technically MLS, but uh, I just think that that's a that's a path that the pathway that we could see open up, you know, so much more, so much, um, um, so much more often. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a shame that it didn't work out for, for Ariola, of course, um, yeah. you know, could have been playing in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really like the idea that the MLS is, I can tell, I can honestly tell by the interaction that we're getting with, with the podcast, by, um, the mm. amount of people that are listening to it, that that DK deal has, has really done something over here in the UK. Um, yeah. There's more television coverage, as, as you'll know. Yeah. Um, this this season on on free sports, it's it's starting something. So I, I think DK is probably my my big my big thing because it's it's kind of starting something off. Yeah, it really has, and and not just for us in the UK, but MLS to Europe in general. Brendan Aronson um, yeah. going over. To, uh, was it Salzburg? Yeah, um, that was a great, and he's really done incredibly well over there. So, just having those kinds of players on a couple of years ago, Mickey Almiron leaving Atlanta to go to Newcastle, that was a huge signing as well. So, yeah, Almiron. I mean, he, he, even as we speak, causing problems for for Man City. Um, at, you know, you know, really hitting them on the break. He's he's yeah. got that pace that is so tough to deal with. It doesn't matter what league you're in, if you've got that pace, it's, it's so yeah. crucial. Um, I just keep asking Henry the question: When is Martinez going to make the move? I yeah. know, I know he played in Italy, but you can't help feeling that he could go to a lower, lower Premier League team and do a job. He could. He really, really could. Um, I mean, it's difficult in Italy because the defense defensive side over there is usually yeah. rock solid, so yeah. you're never going to get that many goals. But in the Premier League, you could do it. You could do a bit of a job. Um, it's had a couple of comments coming through. Um, Stu just saying that he did, also didn't realize Peto was off uh, an off-budget player. Um, reckons his experience is going to be beneficial for you guys. Yeah, this Especially is the with thing. The younger players. You, you say about the younger players. That's that's exactly right. Um, you know, it, it is a young squad, and and I love that Nanny's heart is really in it, and you can tell he's helping out. You know, yeah. Mueller gave up his his shirt number for for Nanny because he just can't believe he gets to gets to play with him. You know, <laughs> yeah. it is. Is that, you know, we had Mueller on the podcast and he said, I just go to work every day and I play football with the guy who I used to have on my back when I was a kid. It's just, that's the beauty yeah. for me of MLS. You don't get that anywhere else. You know, it's, it's those, those players that are playing with their idols. When Rooney was at DC, you know, yeah. I, I play football on a Monday night. I, I'm in Derbyshire. So I'm playing, I'm playing against people who have got DC United shirts with Rooney on the back. Oh. Uh, you know, three, four, five of them will turn up every, every week. And, you know, just because I'm an Orlando fan, it doesn't make a difference. I love that that's happening. You know, it's yeah. it's it's great. The, the the league really, really is on the up over here. It really is. There's the tag of the retirement league is being eroded as we speak. It's really good to see. And yeah, whenever I speak to my mates about MLS, 
it's not a case of oh, retirement league. Why do you watch that? It's more of a, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And they're actually taking a keen interest now. So that tag, which was rightly given because it was mm-hmm. a retirement league at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's going now and you've seen all the youth players, all the players coming through, the DKs going over to the AFL, yeah. Ariolas, John Morris. Yeah, it's it's very, very good to see. Um, but let's let's meander back to Orlando again. Uh, because we're we're going on slight tangents and I like it. I like where we're going. Um, but where can Orlando improve? Um uh, so for us what as DC fans, what's your weak spot right now? Um, for me, it's the fluidity. I think we've seen last year uh, up until even in the MIS's back tournament, they kind of had it straight from the off uh, under Perea, which which was impressive. Um, mm. It was the quick passing, the triangles. They were when they were attacking, they were attacking, yeah. uh, and it was frightening for teams. We've not seen that really yet. We've seen flashes of it. Um, but it's more been individual brilliance, like you, you touched on those nanny goals. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think it's it, it's. I don't know whether that's teams successfully breaking them down and uh, and positioning well. Maybe not pressing too much to allow allow the movement. Um, so maybe it's just a case for for DC of um, just making sure that Orlando can't fizz the ball about in the final third too much because you know they are devastating when they get going and I've never said that about an Orlando team before but <laughs> it's it's not biased it's true on, on their yep. day last season you know they were frightening still managed to to put three past Cincinnati and I, I know they're not a great side but they're not going to lose they're not going to lose every week then they're not and you know they've got their home opener this weekend but yes. um, back to Orlando I, I just think um, slowing the game down is crucial because um, the longer Nanny, Nanny has a habit. If he doesn't have options, he has a habit of standing there. You, you'll see this. He stands there and with it in between his feet and he just waits and he's waiting and waiting. No one dares come and take it off him. And so sometimes he can just stand there for 20 <laughs> seconds and it's like, well, I'm not going, I'm not going to try and get it because he's going to nutmeg me. <laughs> so, you know, but that is the game stood still. And that's, that's what you want because when Nanny's yeah. in full flow and, and Mueller, uh, you know, um, they allow the way that we play, they allow um, the, the holding midfielders to push forward. So the likes of Junior Erso um, mm. will, will make runs into the box. He'll make those late runs and, and that can, that can be devastating. So yeah. yeah, just trying to slow the game down, I think. And uh, you know, DC will be at home and, and they'll yeah. be confident that, that they can do that. Yeah. Um, sounds, sounds like there could be a little plan there, but from the way you're talking about the way you play, it's very much in a similar sort of vein as to how Lasada wants to play. We're a lot more vertical these days. Yeah. And we've seen in the game so far, the likes of Brendan Hines, like who's been at centre back, he's been getting to the running into the box and you're thinking, Oh, hang, there's only, there's only two back there now when we should have three, maybe four. And I think we're susceptible to a counter attack right now. So when you've got Brian at the back, who's 35 and not really got his legs anymore. That could be a little bit dangerous, especially with yeah, Nanny. I I kind of think the likes of uh, Benji Michelle, who hasn't started games, he's been used off the bench mostly uh, in his Orlando career. Um, absolutely rapid, and against the likes of you know Brion, uh, it would be devastating. So I wouldn't even be surprised to see him start, even though that wouldn't okay. maybe be the best eleven. Um, I, I think he would definitely be an option against some some tiring legs uh, on a counter attack, but um, yeah. maybe we maybe we use him at the end. Um, you know when when uh, Brion's really slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he he played the full ninety against Chicago, so he's going to be tired from the first minute. So you could probably just start him anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just do the job. Um, so as we briefly touched on earlier on in the show, there, um, Orlando in their first few years as a club were known to be kind of the bottom feeders um, of the league. Um, So what has changed? Because you guys, as you've said, you've played an attacking brand of football now. So is that just down to the head coach change or has there been a completely different philosophy within the club itself? I don't think the, the, 
the roster was great when we joined MLS. I think there was a lot of likable players and I think there was a likable coach who had done great things. And so it became very difficult to criticize. But I think now when you look back, I, I came into it fresh. I was, hmm. I wasn't aware of Orlando in their USL days. And I always hold my hands up about that. I yep. discovered that when, when I went on holiday to Orlando once they were just about to start their first season and, and that was it. So I looked at it fresh and I think that's really important because Adrian Heath, you know, great guy. It wasn't good enough. The roster they built wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, the facilities weren't good enough. Uh, you know, the the stadium, has, they've now got their own soccer-specific stadium. Um, the roster is stronger. Jason Christ, when they brought Jason Christ in, too many questionable decisions. Um, don't know if it's an ego thing, whether it was his way or the highway. Um, but that, I didn't like that. And James O'Connor was kind of, uh, harking back to those USL days. He was obviously yeah. a club legend. And again, for me, that's not the route to go down. You, you need success. And so with, with Oscar coming in, uh, that's exactly what, that's exactly what they've got. The guy is a winner. Yeah. He's a tactical genius and he knows exactly what he wants and he knows how to get it from his players. And this is kind of a perfect storm now. Everything that I've talked about, the, the roster, the stadium, the training facilities, the academy um, uh, and the coach, it's really starting to come together. So um, that's why there's been a significant improvement. That's why they made the playoffs for the first time. And for me, not making the playoffs is, is a failure when you've got that roster. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Let's let's go to head to head now. So we'll get on to the actual nitty gritty. So between us, um, we played twelve times um, in our history, and that's gone down the route of DC have won six times, Orlando have won four times, and there's only ever been two draws between us. Um, just a couple of facts on that. So DC have won the last three games, um, even though we were winless in the previous four. You guys haven't won at Audi Field yet, um, thanks to yeah. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Just throw that one in there. Um, and I watched. I watched that game uh, in Orlando. <gasps> oh, uh, yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching that one. I was obviously up till the early hours of the morning, as we both know, is uh, our tribal thing that we do for MLS UK. And oh, it was so hard not to scream on both occasions. I just had to applaud it. I I don't I don't even care. Yeah. The guy's just a legend. It's just, that's exactly what you get when you have a, a nanny or a Rooney. They're winners. You know, yeah. when when you turn on Sky Sports during the day, like I did today, I got home from work and uh Gary Neville was on um doing soccer box and you see those old United games. And it's always Rooney. It's always Nanny, and they're winners. They're serial winners, and that's 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 what Rooney brought you in that in that moment. Yeah, yeah, he really did that when he first joined. When we opened Audi Field, and that run that we had, and made it to the playoffs, and despite that game against um, Columbus. It's really, really annoying me now. It's always Columbus uh, getting beat on penalties. <laughs> um, that was just such a great run and such a great feeling to have. Um, it was so unique to have someone like that, someone so big to play for an MLS team for our team. It was an honor to be able to watch him. Um, it was yeah. an honor for me when I went out there, um, the first time I out the field to watch him play. Um, it was because I unfortunately don't get to go to many games over here. Um, and in, since I moved down to the southwest of England, originally being from the northeast and being a season ticket holder for the borough, I've actually been to more MLS games since 2010 than I have to actual games over here. Wow. Which is insane. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm not planning really to go into many games over here in the near future. As soon as we get that green green light on the uh, uh, traffic alert system for travel yeah, um, to USA, it's the tickets have got to be booked and get that flight out there to get another game. Cause we just announced that from June the 11th, we're having um, full capacity in all the uh, DC stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Which, I'm very much the same with, uh, with wanting to get straight back over there. Uh, and I think even in terms of just watching it on the TV here, 
it's yeah. you know having been to games and, and I know you're the same as there's nothing better than than being in that stadium when it's full and it's rocking and yeah. there's no atmosphere like it in the UK that there just isn't I'm sorry there isn't no. and the, uh, you know I, I would actually consider Norwich to be extremely extremely good at, at generating atmosphere the fans are absolutely unbelievable but at the yeah. end of the day it doesn't compare and um you know, even just seeing it on TV is is going to be a, a great moment seeing those stadiums full again. Oh, I, I really can't wait. Our first game when the stadiums are full is against Inter Miami on June nineteenth. I really, genuinely can't wait to see how good that looks when the stadium's full. They've got rid of the digital advertising over the stands because that's Don't really. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. I'm not- I mean, we've even still got it when we've got fans in the stadium. It's really no, drivingly silly can't deal with it these are the stupid things that MLS do that we love it so much but there's so much that you just think what are you doing <laughs> it's MLS being MLS <laughs> it's literally the most MLS thing ever <laughs> you just can you think- imagine that at, at the Etihad <laughs> honestly oh it's just uh, there's not there's no words you can use to describe it apart from MLS being MLS so um so how do you feel um, the fact that your next game at Audi Field doesn't include Wayne Rooney? How good does that feel? <laughs> it immediately gives <laughs> us a chance, doesn't it? Um, no, I, I, I still respect DC a lot. I think, like you say, they're an improving team, an improving roster. Um, coach knows how he wants to play yep. when he gets the players to, to do it or players back available to do it. Um, they're going to be a a force to be reckoned with. So that's, it's not an easy game. I, I think this is a really tough game for Orlando. Um, yeah, I, obviously Rooney would make it tougher. Of course he would. But of course. Um, I, I think there's maybe the, I, I touched on the DK situation and Orlando needing to replace him. And, you know, yeah. I've said on our podcast as well, you, you look at when D, when Rooney left uh, and Kamara sort of stepping up to the plate. I'm a massive Ola Kamara fan from from seeing him at Columbus and, and the Galaxy, but mm. you know, you're talking a different league there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not really set the world alight. I mean, to, to be fair, so far in the two appearances that he made this season, he's actually looked fairly decent. Um, mm. The game against um, Columbus, when he took that goal, he wasn't offside, which is a miracle for us um, <laughs> because he's always being offside for us but it took a while with his week for it was a lovely assist from uh, Edison Flores um, and then when he came on uh, this morning he literally was making some decent runs positioning well um, almost had a goal so he's I think he's got a point to prove for this season mm-hmm. so I'm really really intrigued to see the difference Lasada's going to make in his play so, yeah, I think when crossed. you've got a player like that from the, from the outside looking in, mm. um, you know, I saw him doing great things at, at LA and, mm. and at Columbus. So I, I think it's about when you've got that, you have to, as a coach, understand how you can get the best out of him by playing a, a particular way. Um, and and like you say, getting, getting those balls in earlier so that he isn't offside. You know, yeah. th- if the runs are fine, let's get the ball, let's play quicker, let's get the ball in earlier yeah. um, and, and give him that service. But um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of his and I hope it comes together for, for him at DC. Not this weekend, <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe after that. I, th- I think if we can get to double figures in goals for him, I think that'll be, that'll be a success for his season compared to... I would, last- I would agree. Last season, he was joint top scorer with three goals. Yeah, I don't know whether that says a lot about him or (laughs) the club as a whole, but yeah, yeah, that was not good. That was not a good season, but uh, yeah, let's concentrate on this season. Um, So for this weekend, what can we as DC United fans expect to see from Orlando? So would you be able to give us a prediction on their lineup? Yeah, um, still unsure about Janssen um, Mm -hmm. at centre-back. That's not to say that news isn't out there. Uh, I just haven't delved into that yet. Um, But I know know he's very close to being available. Um, For me, having him next to Carlos at the back is uh, so much more difficult to break down, especially for Mm -hmm. uh, someone who's a bit more slight like Kamara is. Um, He's not going to bully them. Kamara's not going to bully them. So he's going to have to create create the space somehow. Um, yeah, for me, it's, 
it's about Janssen makes a massive difference for us to then, you know, build out, build out from the back. Um, but I think attacking wise, you know, Orlando have got players that can really hurt you, you know, whether it's coming off the bench in the, in the 80th minute or, or, or from the start. Um, Nani's so unpredictable, uh, in a good way. Um, mm. he'll sometimes go all the way to the byline. He'll some, you'll see him playing in the middle of the park sometimes. And then, and then he's chopping and changing and, and hitting those goals that we've seen so far this season. So, um, yeah, they've got options, which I like. I, they're very difficult to pigeonhole. And I, and I think that's sometimes frustrating as a fan, but also, as you know, for an opposition, you, you have no idea what to expect. And I think that's yeah. where we're at at the minute. We've, we've not seen them in full flow. So, um, you know, if Mueller had played really well in the last three games, and and I said to you, you need to watch, you know, you need to watch this kid, but yeah. but we haven't really utilised that side yet. It's all been Nanny on the left, so um, you know, the, there's definitely a lot more uh, space for Orlando to hurt to hurt a, an opposition. Uh, I, you just feel like it's coming soon in the next yeah. couple of weeks when it all when it all sort of comes together. Let's well, um, have a couple of weeks time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One thing I do genuinely believe is, is I think, um, MLS has got some great goalkeeping talent, mm. but, uh, Orlando's goalkeeper, Pedro Jalese is absolutely unbelievable. I, I really believe yeah. he's up there. He's up there at top, top three, top two in, in MLS. I, I really believe he is going to be a difference maker in the next couple of years for Orlando. Yeah. I mean, you've actually got someone who, made that exact comment who I know is a DC United fan about Pedro um, saying that Orlando is a very good team defensively so as a whole um, but your keeper is one of the best keepers in MLS there you go so, yeah I I genuinely believe that I, I think um, certainly the, the best keeper that, that we've had at Orlando um, we've had some great characters um, mm-hmm. yeah, enough, taking nothing away from um the the, the players we've had keeping net, but uh, Pedro's great with his feet, which allows us to play out from the back. And when you've got uh, Juan, who's great going forward, um, and uh, Carlos, who's good, confident on the ball at centre back, it's 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 nice. Some of the things Pedro will do gives you a heart attack. He's that confident <laughs> with the ball at his feet. Um, but in terms of shot stopping, uh, unbelievable. And uh, I have to agree. I, I really think he's one of the best in the league. Yeah, he's not better than Bill, though. Come on. <laughs> I love Bill. Bill's a legend. He is an I mean, he kept being on my show earlier on this season. He was an absolute amazing guy to have on. So if you've not seen that, that was uh, season three, episode three. So go and check that out. Um, so we've got a couple of um, questions that have come in before the show had started. And obviously we've gone through a couple of things that have come through on the chat. Um, but Rithik Patel is asking, apart from Nanny, who are Orlando's biggest threats offensively? We touch on things, players like Mueller, Benjamin Michel, but are they the biggest ones? Um, I think it's important for players like my problem with Akindeli, who's been playing uh, at furthest forward in, in through the middle, is mm. that he's not stretched the defense enough. Uh, when I said that we in midfielders like to arrive late into the box, they like to move forward. Yeah. Um, I want to see Akindeli move forward more so that the likes of Urso and Mendes can arrive uh, in in space so that they've created some some space. I think that's that's crucial. Um, yeah. But I, I have to be honest, it's, it's boring to say Nani, um, but <laughs> Mueller and Michelle, uh, I think are probably the ones who you would have to say because everyone's focusing on Nani this season because of the start, quite rightly because of the start he's made. Yes. Um, and, and actually Michelle and, and Mueller who play on the other side and can play through the middle uh, are actually o- over the next 10, 15 games, you'll, you'll find that they contribute just as much as Nani does. It's just been the way that it's fallen. So for me, I think pace is key in MLS, especially against, yeah. we know that we know the defense isn't good in, in MLS. It's not just DC, you know, yeah. I, 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 actually the more I think about it, talking about Carlos and, and Jansen at center back, just by, process of elimination and other teams not being great you probably find that they're some of the best defenders in the league because teams teams don't tend to strengthen in MLS no. at the back at all whereas that's where Orlando have, have really really <laughs> done well in the last couple of years um, you know strength strengthening wise um, 
so yeah, I, I think Michelle's pace, Mueller's pace against um, against aging defenders is is pretty a, a pretty big asset. Yeah, I, like I said earlier on, I'm not looking forward to those guys going up against Brion. That's going to be a tricky situation, to say the least. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how Lasada sets up for us. I'm um, going on that aspect because mm. whether he gives Brion a rest and if we've actually got any other centre-backs, I don't believe we have fit. No, I don't think we do right now. So that's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, we hadn't, I've not seen, anyone, not seen anyone set up correctly against Huan yet, who plays right wing back and yeah. loves to get forward. No one stopped him yet. They kind of just let, let it happen and, and hope that he leaves a space in behind him. But, you know, yeah. when he goes forward, it's, it's not an uncalculated risk. You know, everyone shifts over. So, you know, that he is, he is an attacking weapon. His yeah. crossing lets him down. The final ball can let him down. I think, think Adama Traore. Um, <laughs> a similar situation yeah. absolutely rapid yeah. um, but then is going so fast when he gets to the byline <laughs> that <laughs> no one could possibly run that fast and cross the ball is impossible um, so yeah I, I think I think maybe you know he's someone to consider as well as Mueller and, and Michelle yeah um, and just a, another comment just coming through about uh, Mueller himself um, and I about a few years ago where he came on and really tore us apart in the second half at Audi Field. I think that was your first game. And I remember watching that and thinking, he's going to score. He's going to score. Thankfully, I don't think he did in the end, but even back then, it just shows the potential he he had and how he's starting to fulfill that. So, yeah, I think as fans, we've, we're pretty worried about this weekend's game because I think a lot of people, um, especially on the DC Discord, I have predicted for DC to get beat this weekend. So, um, which nicely puts me on to score predictions. How mm-hmm. do you see the game going this weekend? I I was just going to say I'd be surprised if DC lost this. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, I, I would I would be because I I think. I think at home you've got the you've got the tools to you know to set up how you need to set up against Orlando. Yes, Orlando yeah. will come and play, but you know you know what they're going to do. You know it's going to be Huan going forward. You know Mueller's good. You know Nani's good. A yeah. um, little bit weaker with Akindeli through the middle. So you know deploying your defensive assets to the wings is more important. You kind of know how to yeah basically how to set up. So. Um, there's been a lot of draw. I would go for a draw, but we've just drawn every game. It seems like so. Um, I, I, th- I feel like there'll be goals. Um, I mean, it's. I don't know whether you know this little fact about Hernan Lasada, but every game he's managed, it's never been goalless. Really? Yeah, he's never had a nil-nil game in his managerial career. So there will be goals. Um, yeah, I. Think I think uh, I don't know if it's whether I'm just hoping for a good entertaining game, but I was I was going to go for a three all, but uh, that'll probably be three DC own goals. Oh yeah, absolutely. Three DC actual goals. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we'll score all the goals for you. That's the, yeah. <laughs> we're kind like that. We're generous. We'll leave um, Nanny on the plane. It's fine. Yeah. Don't don't even bother taking them. I mean, we'll just put some input an imposter on the pitch and <laughs> just put arm goal on the back of the shirt. It's fine. We'll do that for you. Um, I mean, I, I said it's on my uh, podcast earlier this week, um, double game week. It's a double podcast week. Um, but with my other co-host, Daniel, we predicted this weekend and I went with a one nil win. So I didn't think there was going to be many goals. Um, and the reason for that is there's, a, well, each game, four out of the last five wins in these ties between us have only ever been won by a single goal. Mm. So whether it was 2-1, 1-0, whatever. Um, I mean, I would love an entertaining 3-3 draw. I mean, that would be... I'd, I'd happily have that and we <laughs> remain unbeaten at home. And I would love it to be a, an equaliser from the halfway line or something like that. Just to <laughs> just add the value to the to the game when it's <laughs> three o'clock in the morning and my eyes are barely, barely open. 
um, like they are right now. Um, I would, I would love something like that. So I, I, I will, I will take you three, three, but I'm, I'm still going to go for my, my one nil win. Keep it clean. Okay. Tag game in a row. I think if it was in Orlando, I think with DC having the midweek game and Orlando not oh. playing, I think it would be different, but yeah, absolutely. Um, it's also a case of whether Orlando go full full strength, um, whether they want to take all the players on the on the trip. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to go for going to go for three three and just huh. just hope for the best. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll be happy with that. It means we'll be entertained, and there's a reason to stay up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that brings us to a nice tidy end there. Um, so. I will say thank you, Elliot, for taking the time out on, um, to come on to uh, this little show um, that we have here for DC United. Um, if you wouldn't mind just letting the listeners know where they can find you if they want to follow you and your podcast on social media. Yeah, um, so we do uh, the MLS UK show, which is um, focusing league-wide, um, which my my eyes don't thank me for in the middle of the <laughs> week when it's uh, the Western Coast West Coast games. Um, but yeah, so we are at MLS UK show on socials, and uh, you can find us on YouTube and all your podcast providers. Um, we just mess around and talk about football. It's what life's all about. Yeah, I drink beer. And drink beer, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I've watched this week's episode. I've seen, I've seen those beers. Good spot. <laughs> yes, and I saw the save. Great save, by the way. I will give yeah. you that. Yeah, that's Henry knocking cameras over and me thinking, <laughs> "Oh no, you're not knocking this beer over." No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you might, you might as well just sign for an MLS team with those kind of uh, catching skills, right there. Yeah, to be fair, some of the it, but the trouble is the defense is so bad in most teams. I'd be under too much pressure. <laughs> oh, I, oh, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and for you guys out there, if you're not following on Twitter, um, it's at DC United Kingdom, Facebook and Instagram, DC United Kingdom FC, and membership and merch links are in the description below. Um, but once again, thank you, Elliot, for taking the time out and. Uh, Good luck to DC for this weekend. Good luck to Orlando. Um, I say that through gritted teeth. Um, (laughs) But until next time, I will say, vamos United.